What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the Breakdown Sportscast. I am your host, Corey Willis. I hope everyone is doing well. Hope you had a great Labor Day weekend. Got to spend it with friends, family, um, food, and most importantly, some college football. So, um, yeah, I hope everyone had a great weekend. If you're listening in to the show, we appreciate you listening in. We are on multiple podcast applications, of course, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, we're now on YouTube now. So if you're on um, YouTube, you can listen to the show there. Amazon Music and Amazon Audible, iHeartRadio, and many other platforms. So if you're on those platforms and you're listening in on the show, um, we very much appreciate it. I'm here with my good friend, co-host, Chris Bolton. What's going on, Chris? What's good? What's good? Um, doing well. Got week one in the books. Yes. You know, it, was, it was a good weekend. Uh, like you said, man, appreciate everybody tuning in. If you, if, if there's anywhere you can listen, we got you, as Corey just listed off. So uh, be sure, be sure. Appreciate you uh, checking us out. But yeah, man, I'm doing great. Um, just put the bow on the first real weekend of college football. You know, the other one was a teaser. This yeah. was the real one. Exactly. So, it, you know, <laughs> you know when you go to those restaurants and they have like those little pastries and and you know, like just a little piece of steak and a leaf. That was week zero. Right. You know, <laughs> week one, you know, we had a big steak, we had baked potatoes. Oh no, we had the spread, baby. We was outside with the grill, you know what I'm saying, smoking it up. Exactly. The weekend. It's only, it's only going to get even better. Exactly. We're going to have some, we're gonna have some potato salad, baked beans, and all that. Just... We had the whole course. I had the whole course meal. Like, yes, you, you wasn't going to go hungry after after the week one. We weren't going to do that. <laughs> and we, it's going to get even better week two. We're going to have a, a, a ball, too. We're going we gonna to be grilling. And we're going to have a crawfish ball. We're going to oh. have it all. <laughs> it, it just keeps going. It just keeps going. It just keeps going. We got to take it to another level. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, it was a very successful week one. We had a lot of, of great games. Man, I, I have to say, you know, we've had plenty of, of week ones in the past that um, have been fun. Um, but I have to say, Chris, like, this week one was – exceptional to me like you had great games all across the board it was, it was spectacular for sure man we we came out the gates hot yes at, 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 at noon eastern oh my god 11 central Woo. <laughs> i we came out the gates hot on fox <laughs> colorado i know i know it do, do you want to just start with that game <laughs> I, I, I know the, we the can go and get into it man we really can. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that was that, that game really set the tone for the weekend, and that was a tough act to follow. I mean, that was that was that was a, a great, exceptional game. Absolutely, absolutely. So I, I guess we'll go ahead and, and get into it because, my goodness, what what a game! So, the Colorado Buffaloes. You know, Deion Sanders is now the head coach of, of the Colorado. Prime, Buffaloes. baby. This was prime time. Highly anticipated. <laughs> Highly anticipated game. Took that team that was, what, they only won one game last year? One game last year, and I believe they had 68 new scholarship players. Yes. That is, I've never heard that many, <laughs> that many <laughs> transfers before in my entire life. But, yes, Primetime took his brand-new team, the Colorado Buffaloes, down to Fort Worth, Texas, Chris, and took on the Horn Frogs of TCU, defeated them 45-42. to The national runner-ups <laughs> of, of last year's college football season. Yeah. Yeah, this is not a team. They were ranked 17th preseason by AP. That that's crazy, and and Colorado goes down there, takes care of business. Shadur Sanders, 
which, you know, was a great player in his own right at Jackson State. And I know, you know, him coming along with his dad brought a lot of topics by other uh, media pundits, of course. You know, can he fit in FBS? Can he actually hang around, you know, this top talent? When not knowing, or maybe they knew, they just didn't really want to, you know, own up to it. Like, Shadir Sanders was an ESPN 400 guy as well. Like, he he was a top player in the country as well. So, I don't know where all of this, you know, can he hang? Um, well, we, we do. Because he went to an HBCU. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just that plain and simple. That's why. Yeah, I, I mean, I just think overall it's just, you know, like very naive to mention that um, because, you know, that's good football, as I always say, in in the HBCU leagues. Some of the best, some of the best have come from HBCUs. Exactly. And, Jerry Wright, greatest receiver we, we, we've ever seen play football. Right. And Steve Aaron McNair, Alcorn State. I mean, you know, the, yeah. the list goes on and on. Exactly. Exactly. It's crazy to to hear, you know, all of that dialogue. But, you know, nonetheless, Shadir Sanders, he had a great game. He was 38 for 47, 510 yards, Chris. Four touchdowns, no picks. No picks. And honestly, could have had nearly 600 yards because there were some deep shots that the guys failed to bring in and Shador put it on the money. Yeah. There was some plays. There was some 30-yard, 40-yard bombs they couldn't complete. He could have easily had 580, 590, 600 yards exactly. for the game. Exactly. That, that's how scary that performance was. <laughs> Is that man was on fire the whole game. Nothing phased him. I think he got sacked at least once, maybe, maybe once or twice. But that was maybe quiet. Yeah, that was it. His offensive line did their jobs. Everyone did their jobs. Like they played lights out. And don't get me started on Travis Hunter. <laughs> Travis Hunter is a freak of nature. Oh my God. That pick? <laughs> he 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 showed why. He talked about highly recruited, highly talented guys. He showed why he was one of the premier prospects in the nation when he was coming out of high school. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. And people saw it firsthand why Dion wanted him at Jackson State. And once Dion left Jackson State, why Travis Hunter wanted to stay along the ride with Prime. Mm-hmm. This is why. He trusts Prime to help him be the best player that he can be. And it showed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Played over what 100 snaps in the Texas Heat. Mm-hmm. Game one, where notoriously people are just dropping like flies, catching cramps. You know, it's just you're not normally ready for what, what the, the, the level of play that you're going to experience in game one. And these are people that normally play just one side of the ball. Yeah. He's out here playing both sides. That's that's crazy. <laughs> and not only is he put, make, playing on both sides, he's making exceptional plays, too. Yeah. Had over 100 yards receiving. Mm-hmm. One of four wide receivers on that Colorado, uh, Colorado, four players on that Colorado team to get over 100 receiving yards. And also, that interception he had in the end zone when uh, TCU was about to score. I don't think any other cornerback in the country makes that play. I think he's the lone corner in the country in college football that makes that play. He was the running back was going out in the flat. He was open. That play was well executed, well designed. He was open. That just was pure instinct, pure talent that we saw in that moment where he made where he jumped that route. Got off his receiver mm-hmm. and just jumped the open man and made a play. That's special stuff. Yeah, and I hope the world appreciates that play and what he did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like those are those are the kinds of plays that puts you in the Heisman, Chris. 
<laughs> like flat out. And for Shadura, those are the kinds of performances that also puts you in the <laughs> highest. <laughs> It's crazy. It's so, like, I I feel like if they if this duo performs like that every single game, there's no question they have to both be a part of the Heisman, you know, process. By the time mm-hmm. we hit December, they should both be in New York. And if For they're sure. not, what are we doing? For sure, for sure. They they put on a show. They did a great job. I want to also give credit to, to Coach Prime, his staff, and his offensive coordinator, Sean Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, the way this offense was clicking, that looked like a team that this isn't their first season first season together at Colorado. Not at all. That didn't like some. That didn't like offense's first time being together, you know, with, with all the new players and, and and everything on that stage and to put up 45 points and they still left some money on the on the table. Yeah. You know, there was there was some drives where they, they did kind of stall out after getting getting downfield mm-hmm. where they could have had like I said, you know, there were some, some big plays, some some shot plays where they I'm sure that they probably was hell us. Mm-hmm. We should have executed and caught those passes. Absolutely. So there's still more to to be had, and that's insane to say. Mm-hmm. But for that team to to have moved the ball constantly, getting positive yardage, you rarely had them in situations where they were in a third and long. It right. was always third and manageable. Mm-hmm. Um, and the offense kept moving and positively in the right direction. And that is saying something for a team, for for this brand new team to come together and to to execute like they did on that stage against the national runner-ups. Mm-hmm. So huge credit to to the staff and to the players, and the work they put in this off season definitely showed on Saturday. Oh yeah, a- absolutely, absolutely great, great performance by them. Primetime knows, and I know he had talked about his his whole um his whole post game presser of of do you believe now? I, oh, I, I think a lot of people believe now. <laughs> I think a lot of people believe now. And if you're a recruit, yeah, you, you're seeing it firsthand. I believe. <laughs> we have to believe. We have to believe. So let's let's talk about Coach Coach Prime. There's been so much hype, you know, and so much talk about, you know, can he handle this? What will Colorado look like? You know, what can, what will their record possibly be? Just, you know, everybody trying to, to gauge the outlook of this team this season is going to be all, you know, it's one thing you do it at Jackson State, can you do it at Colorado? Right. And for them to come, for him and his team to come out here and, and do this game one, man, that's, that's, that's really saying something. Um, I, I don't know about you. How many of those guys do you feel like on Colorado will play on Sundays? I thought we saw some Sunday players. I think I think we have some real Sunday talent. Yeah, on that Colorado team. I think because the offensive line played so well, um, I think you'll you'll see a guy or two um, definitely get some looks now after that game, um, just by the way that they protected Shadur. Um, the defense. I think there are a couple of guys on that defensive side of the ball that's also going to get their looks. Woods. Yeah. Great athlete. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think he's going to get a look. Um, of course, you know, like Travis and and um, Shiloh, he, he's probably also going to be a guy as well um, mm-hmm. that's going to get some looks um, too. But, um, but yeah. I mean, you got Travis. You have um... – yeah, Jimmy Horn Jr. Oh, yes. He he played exceptionally well. 11 receptions, 117 yards. Um Xavier Weaver, one, one six receptions, 118 yards. Mm-hmm. And then Dylan Edwards. Dylan Edwards is going to be playing on Sundays. 
that guy is a monster. <laughs> like, like get get ready, uh, Pack Twelve or, or Pack Two, as we should say. Like, like get ready. Yeah, this guy, he he looks the part. Very tough, very physical. You know, and I, has great voice speed. Yeah, that fourth and two. When he caught that pass in the flat and then just turned up field. I know. I I, I knew he was going to get the first down. <laughs> I didn't know that was going to turn into a touchdown, though. <laughs> yeah, he he had a remarkable performance. Like, um, they got some dudes. <laughs> they got some dudes. Colorado has some dudes. That's, that's for sure. I think we can safely say that. And I'm curious to what you think their outlook for the rest of the season, how it shapes up. Um, With a win like this, it now gets a little interesting to kind of try to predict, like, if we look at the schedule, what their ultimate record can be now with a win like this. Yes. Let me let me go ahead and pull it up. I got Because I have the schedule pulled up myself. Okay. Okay. So we have they take on Matt Rule, Coach Rule in Nebraska mm-hmm. this weekend. Yes, that's going to be a home opener for mm-hmm. them. Um, then next week, in-state rival Colorado State mm-hmm. comes to town. That game is going to be on ESPN at ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. Then they go to the Austin Zoo. So I feel like they should win the next two games. I think so too. So, so I think you, you potentially, we have a ranked, a top twenty-five matchup with Colorado taking on Oregon mm-hmm. at Oregon. That's, that's going to be a fun one. That's going to be a fun. One. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be a fun game. I I have to be watching that one. Mm-hmm. And then the and then the next weekend. You welcome USC to town. Shador against Caleb Williams. <laughs> you know what? If game day isn't... <laughs> if they're not in Boulder. If, if, they, if they win... And that's if game day didn't, doesn't already go to the Colorado-Oregon game. We yeah. don't need to see the, the, the matchups like for that weekend. Mm-hmm. But for sure... If Colorado had, comes out of that Oregon game and they are 4-0 and they beat Oregon on the road, you got two top 25 wins under your belt on the road. That USC-Colorado game is going to be like number 5 versus number 12, number 11. I mean, it's going to be a, a top 12 matchup, I feel like. I think so, too. Like, I think that game is going to be a very, very big game for both teams, but for the country, like it's, it's going to show a lot of talent. It's going to test Colorado, um, big time. And, um, yeah, I I can't wait to see it. So I think the Oregon and USC games, if they can come out of those one and one, if they can split those, this team is, you're, you're cooking for the rest of the season. Yeah. You can split those games. Because then after that, you take on, let's just say you beat Oregon, lose to USC. Mm-hmm. So at that point, you're 4 and 1. Right. You take on Arizona State. I feel like you should, they should beat Arizona State. You take on Stanford. I think they'll be fine. That'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, that's 6 and 1 now. And you take on UCLA. UCLA lost a lot from last year's team. Yeah. Um, they lost some NFL guys. Mm-hmm. So you potentially are seven to one, and you welcome Oregon State to Boulder. Yeah. Oregon if, State's a good team. It, it, they are. But at least you're at home for that game, and you know it's going to be sold out. Every home game in Colorado is going to be sold out this year. Yeah. So you have the home field advantage. I don't know. I kind of lean after after seeing both you know both schools. Like I kind of lean towards Colorado in this one. I think so too. Um, 
you you said it best. Um, if they can either split or you know <laughs> somehow they they beat Oregon and they beat USC. Uh, oh, you're a top five team in the nation. You're a top five team in the nation, and probably the only two games that. Of course, every other game will, you know, um, be a test for them. But, um, like, the the big games, I'd say is Oregon State and Utah. Um, and Utah. You don't have to travel at the Utah to close the regular season. That's going. If they mess around and they come into that matchup undefeated or just one loss, mm-hmm. that place is going to be rocking. That's this this can this is this is shaping up to possibly be a big year one for Coach Prime. Absolutely. And if they mess around, I don't know, man. They just if they mess around and finish top ten, I don't know how long he's gonna be at Colorado. <laughs> I look with with some of the team's performances over the weekend, um uh, who knows at this point? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, Chris, do do you believe? Do you believe? I believe. <laughs> I believe. I believe. We saw some real, some special players. We saw some guys that I'm, I'm telling you, they will be playing. We'll be we'll be drafting them in fantasy football in a few years. So absolutely. <laughs> when you have high end talent like that. It's college football at the end of the day. All the players are, 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 are exceptional and talented, but when you have guys who are a level above others, that can make up for having average players throughout the rest of the roster or whatever. When you have special guys that can just do something that only they can do on the field. Right. I feel like you have that with guys like Shador, Travis, and Edwards. I feel like they, they those, those three are, are really – special talents and I, it looks like the coaching staff is, is on is on their game too mm-hmm. so when you when you combine those two man well what, what MJ say the ceiling is the roof yep so <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see let's let's get to the roof better yet let's break the roof <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah uh, I yeah, I was very pleased with um, what I saw with Colorado over the weekend. Um, you know, great game, great game by both teams. Um, they they played their hearts out, and I I still think TCU. You know, why they did lose a lot of people, I, I think they're still going to be um, competitive too in the For Big sure. Twelve. So For sure. Um, no, those these are two very good teams. Just that's why the game is so great. There's mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. No, no reason for TC. They might be down on TCU. They they'll still have a great season because uh, the running back they have, um, he's a he's a bad boy. Um, he was the top running back in the nation, I believe, coming out of coming out of high school, mm-hmm. then suffered some injuries at Alabama before ultimately coming to TCU this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he had a great game too. Uh, let me see what his stats were. Money Baylor. Um, it was uh Trey Sanders. Oh, San- yeah, Sanders had uh he had three touchdowns. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. forty six yards, three touchdowns. You know, he still mm-hmm. had fifteen carries. So overall, a good outing for him. For sure, for sure. So yeah, both both teams will we definitely will be keeping our eyes out for as the season continues. Absolutely, um, great game. What what you got next on the on the docket for us? We're trying to hit on. Oh my god! The, the Sunday night. <laughs> Let's go ahead and do it. Let's go ahead and do it. So, um, so folks, if if you were watching that Sunday game, um, over in Camping World Stadium, um, we had Florida State taking on LSU. LSU was a two point favorite in that game. Um, a lot of people were excited, myself included. Even Chris was excited. We thought it was going to be a competitive matchup, but it was initially. <laughs> in the, in the end, so. 
in the end, you know, um, Florida State took care of their lightweight, uh, which was LSU. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, so yeah, not what we expected as I'm pulling up the score. Yeah, 45-24 uh, was the score. Um, Florida State defeated the Tigers. Um, Jordan Travis, who I know we were talking on um, Twitter spaces, um, now mm-hmm. known as X spaces, I guess, um, <laughs> before all of the games of the day. I admit to mention Jordan Travis and, and just his confidence leading into this game. Um he he has definitely taken over that team. They respect this guy um, as a leader, and it showed in this game. He had a great day. Five Stat- touchdowns. Yeah, took off an interception, a bad interception. Just yeah. um, timing was off between him and the receiver. It was just like a screen pass. He initially pumped it. Mm-hmm. Every time you pump fake at a wide receiver screen, then you throw it. As doesn't normally end well. Um, but he shook off that interception and played good football. Uh, this, this Florida State team, they have some dogs. Like we talked about Sunday players. They are they are loaded with them as well. Absolutely. Um, uh, Keon Coleman, gosh, this guy is amazing. Well, I saw him catch well, some passes that were just very Travis Hunter like. <laughs> yeah, man, he put himself on the map for sure. I mean, you know, we knew Florida State cleaned up, and uh, they did well when it came to the transfer portal as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they picked up some some high quality guys, and boy, Coleman, Coleman's—he's a dog. Yeah. He, he he looks every bit of a first round draft pick. Absolutely, six four two fifteen. Yeah, that's yeah, high point ball. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I know he he had nine receptions, one hundred and twenty two yards, and three touchdowns. And then yeah, a couple of those receptions were just him just hey just go up and get it. A word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just snagged. Go make a play, son. That ain't that what the coach say? Go make a play. Go make a play. Like that's <laughs> that's literally him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I very much in, enjoyed um, his performance. Um, but Jordan Travis, uh, he, he, I mean, he, what can you say? He he looked very calm um, in that pocket. I mean, he's he's also a pretty decent runner as well. So, you know, when he does have to scramble for some yards and, and keep plays alive, um, he's going to do it for you. So I was very pleased with his performance. Yeah, he was um, 23 for 31, 342 yards, um, four touchdowns, and that pick that you had mentioned um, earlier. So, so yeah, uh, Florida State, great performance by them. Um, if you are the Tigers of LSU – you're Brian Kelly. You are looking at your team and you're looking at yourself and you're like, you know, maybe we didn't prepare uh, for these guys as much. Maybe we we were kind of sleepwalking and thinking about, you know, everything that we did last year. Can't do that. Yeah. You have to be prepared. And they did not show it. They, they have a lot to clean up. You know, we just, like we just, talk, we just hit on Colorado looking so clean and crisp for game one mm-hmm. of the season. It was the opposite for LSU. This was a team that several, so many drops. Drops on, really, actually, both teams had a lot of drops. But, man, there were so many drops. And we we knew last year, Neighbors, how he had his struggles on special teams, muffing the punts in last year's game against Florida State. LSU had another muffed punt in this one that set Florida State up. It, it's just, just just mistakes like that you can't have in a top 10 matchup in a game like this. 
costly mistakes, costly errors, and a lot of blown opportunities. Florida State had some four down, had four down stands, goal line stand early in the game that really set the tone, punched LSU back in the mouth after the Tigers drove the ball downfield. Florida State bucked up and kept them from, from scoring early on. And it's opportunities like that where uh, LSU did not convert some, some fourth downs. They come back to bite you. And so when you don't get the points, when you, when you leave points on the field and you leave 10 points here or two touchdowns on the field, that makes the world of a difference in the game where ultimately Florida State got hot in the second half, asserted their dominance, and went on to win by 21 points. Could have been a completely different ball game if you take advantage early and you score those two touchdowns or, or whatever, and you jump ahead and you really put the pressure on Florida State to answer back. But when you don't convert, and then the other team on the other side of the field, they convert their big plays, now you really feel it. And we and we saw them, we saw LSU fold. Honestly, fold. that's what we saw. They folded that second half, especially the fourth quarter. They folded. Yeah, yeah. And I know I was listening to some people um, down in the bayou talk about the game and just – how the team just quit, and you can tell that. <laughs> I, I went back and, and and watched highlights from the game. They they looked like they quit, and this is the LSU. You're not supposed to quit for mm-hmm. any reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and they, no. you could just see it in real time. They were like, we cannot beat these guys. They they're they're too fast for us. <laughs> they're too physical for us. We. We're That's out. really what it was. We're tapping the out. Physicality. Florida State brought the physicality to LSU. Um, both teams extremely fast. I mean, we're talking about two of the top programs when it comes to recruiting in the nation. You know, there's never going to be a year LSU doesn't have athletes. And Florida State has speed across the boards themselves. So uh, two fast teams. But it was Florida State that was bringing that punch, that was that was hitting LSU in the mouth, and LSU didn't answer back, and that's concerning. It is. That's concerning because you play in the you play in the SEC. There's Everybody's no, going to bring it. I know. There's no time to be, you know, concerned about well, we can't do this, we can't do that, like. You better do something like where you are in a league with Alabama and, you know, Old Miss and, you know, Georgia, Georgia and, you know, uh, A&M. We'll, we'll see what happened with them. You know, Mississippi State mm-hmm. seems to be, you know, playing some pretty good football um, under Zach Arnett right now. So. Um, yeah, that there's no time to to put your foot off the gas pedal. You need to figure out how to get this ship um, sailing because things, just like we've seen with other teams in the past in the SEC, things can go down very, very quick. For sure, for sure. I don't want to overreact when it comes to LSU. I'm not going to sit here and say, "Oh yeah, they're going, they're going eight and four the rest of the season or something like that." You know, or oh, seven and five is coming. But um, just one game. Yeah, they got a whole just one game. But I, we, I just, I, we do, we, we need to see this team get punched in the mouth and answer back again. It, it just, it didn't, it didn't sit well seeing them kind of fold in that fourth quarter. But a lot, like I said earlier, a lot of it is if they just clean up some things, if they catch the passes, if um, Daniels continues to make the right reads, just take what's there and let, let his athletes cook, you know, just the different things like that. LSU will be fine. Man, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to see how things continue. I think they'll be fine moving forward, but. 
Sunday was was tough to watch if you're an LSU fan. Absolutely, absolutely, and yeah, like piggybacking off of what you said, um, you know, if you're an LSU fan, um, there's still a lot to play for. It's just week one, but I can understand. I mean, yeah, the you, can, you can still you can still win out. Yeah. And who who's worried about week one if you win out and you have a chance to be in the college football playoff? Absolutely, who cares? You know. <laughs> that, that's just one mulligan, you know. Like, look what the look what else did, um, that we did. We we beat everybody else that we had on our schedule. Uh, we went to the SEC championship. Um, look at last year. Yeah, that they lost the Florida State game. Didn't exactly. stop them from beating Alabama. So exactly. I mean, it's, it's still a lot on the table for the, the, everything that LSU wants to achieve. It's still on the table. Absolutely, absolutely. So. Um, so yeah, so yeah, that, that was pretty much, um, the Florida State LSU game, um, in, in a nutshell, um, you know, different, <laughs> different trajectories, I, I'd say, um, uh, with both <laughs> teams. It's just, um, the first week of the season, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely get to see how everything progresses with both teams, um, for sure, um, in the future, so. So yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe who knows? Maybe we'll get this matchup even more down in the future. <laughs> hey, maybe so. <laughs> With the way the college, the college sports <laughs> landscape is now, maybe this might end up being a conference game some years later. <laughs> I know. We will see. <laughs> they'll they'll go to SEC Commissioner Sankey and be like, Florida State will be like, you know, um. You know we're the top Florida team in the state of Florida, right? Why don't we just do a little switcheroo right quick, you know? Get those Florida guys out of here. You know, we can bring some competitiveness. We will see. We will see. Shout out to Coach shout out to Coach Norvell on getting that win. Yeah. Um, he, he, look, I, I'm, I'm joking, y'all, but look, he, he saw Coach Prime get that win Saturday, said, y'all, you ain't getting, you ain't getting <laughs> this yet, my boy. <laughs> you ain't getting this one just yet. We gonna take care of business. That's what they did. <laughs> is, 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 is Norvell teasing the bowl game between him and Prime? Because I would love oh, to see that, you know. If that bowl matchup happens, oh, boy. <laughs> We need that. We need that. I know. I know. The the, the college football streets need that, Chris. Colorado and FSU to meet up in the bowl game. That'd be crazy. <laughs> oh man, for for sure, for sure. But, but big big win to the Seminoles. Shout out to them. And speaking of you know the ACC, you know that one of their conference conference members. You know, another ACC team took care of business against the SEC team. Yes. <laughs> yes, they did. So, the next game that we are going to talk about is the Dukes Mayo Classic, Chris. North Carolina taking on South Carolina. It was a big game, of course. Um, game day was down um, in Charlotte, North Carolina. I think um, when we were talking about it over the weekend, um, it, it may have been the LSU Florida State game, but um, but we did we did have our thoughts about it, of course. Um, yeah, we yeah. did talk about um, we did hit on you know Drake May, mm-hmm. Spencer Rattler, yep. two two talented QBs facing off against each other, and the coaching battle as well, mm-hmm. and. You know, I, I I like North Carolina going into this game. Um, I think. Did you were you rolling with North Carolina as well in this one? Hey, if if I can um, remember, I think I had South Carolina just edging out okay. North Carolina in, in the game. <clears throat> but um, but yeah, man, this was a good win for North Carolina. Yeah, um, yeah, thirty-one to seventeen. 31-17 is right. Uh, I believe Coach Mac Brown picks up his 100th win. 
as head coach at North Carolina. That sounds like that was the talk of, of the day after if that I'm game. not mistaken, I believe he's the first coach, for first North Carolina football coach to, yeah. to, to get to 100 wins, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken. Um, I think he might also be um, the only active coach with 100 career wins at two different programs. He has at least 100 wins at Texas and now 100 wins at North Carolina. Yes, so you you are right. Mac Brown becomes first coach in the FBS history um, to win 100 games at multiple programs. So yeah. Shout <laughs> out to Coach Brown. <laughs> yeah, that that that's um some big history to make right there. So yeah, congrats to Mac Brown on on getting those 100 wins. Um, what's I'm curious on on your thoughts on the game, um, on on how things played out. You know, there's there's a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. North Carolina, they were they missing one of their key receivers, um, the transfer from Kent State. Mm-hmm. He's still waiting to be ruled eligible to play. For them this season, he has a hearing, I believe, Thursday, um, to where they'll get some more clarity on his situation. But uh, North Carolina was without one of their top receivers, and South Carolina, um, they trying to replace Jaheim Bell, who we saw play with Florida State. Mm-hmm. They're 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 very talented tight end who went on to go to the, the Seminoles. We were very curious to see how South Carolina looks because they've been talking about having more playmakers, a lot of hype, a lot of momentum coming out of last year, winning, beating Tennessee, mm-hmm. beating Kentucky, beating uh, Clemson. So I'm curious, just you know, what what were your thoughts on the matchup? Um, you know, going into this game, I thought that both teams. Um, I, I did, I did have, have thoughts that, um, uh, the game was going to be more defensive, um, mm-hmm. and <laughs> it was going to be more tailored to the defensive side of the ball than what I originally, you know, um, um, then how things played out. Yeah. That, that how played, how, how things had played out. I, I thought it was going to be more on the defensive side of the ball, but, um, yeah, that, what what um struck me was South Carolina's um <laughs> like they had a lot of issues with um blocking um for Spencer Rattler and so that that was yeah. concerning for me because he got sacked like multiple times in that game and and, and even more hurries more rushes yeah know? The guy was running for his life a lot of times in that game, and mm-hmm. that really was was eye opening for me because I thought these issues were you know hashed out over you know um, the summer and everything, and and South Carolina had a pretty good recruiting class, um, so uh, you know I, I thought that the depth um, at offensive line was going to show in this game but uh, from from what I saw that that did that did not happen so say if they keep blocking like this you might see some of those guys from that recruiting class get a chance a little sooner <laughs> I know like yeah you you Shane Beamer right now I'm looking at the list list right now and be like who did I recruit who can I put in <laughs> all right <laughs> let's get you some reps right now <laughs> Yeah, there was North Carolina brought a, a a good scheme. You could see some of the some good fakes, some some good designs with their rushes um, by their defensive coordinator, showing pressure one way, overloading on another side, and it doesn't matter if you have all the guys back there to block if you can't if you can't you know call the key and call out you know where the pressure's coming from. You're gonna be in trouble. Absolutely. And that and they was did it all that night. Was, that, yeah, yeah. Um, so definitely big ups to, to North Carolina on their this team. Um 
Drake May, man, he made some plays where he he put the ball on the money, but also there were some high level, high IQ plays he made as a quarterback. Or I feel like one play he 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 scrambled out and kept the play going, held the ball just for another count for his receiver to get open, then threw the ball to him, and it ended up being a uh, pass interference. Yeah. And I remember that play. <laughs> yeah, it was a very heady play mm-hmm. where, you know, in the most QBs, I feel like it would have been a sack. Right. But he, he extended that play long enough to throw the ball downfield and draw a pass to interference. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think it's plays like that I really like. That just shows me he really has control of this offense and is really locked into the game as a quarterback. When you're making those smart plays, where you're making something that really shouldn't be there happen. Yeah, and I think that that's something that I really like that I saw from him and can really carry this North Carolina team take them very far this season if he continues to do so and speaks to the talent, the pro talent he is. That, you know, There's a reason people are saying he can very well be a top five pick in his upcoming draft. It's because of plays like that. He has the arm talent, but not also does he have in the athleticism too because he has some wheels. But he also is a very smart player, and I saw that on display in that game, and uh, I was very impressed with how he played. Yeah, me me as well. Um, um, I, I was I was very pleased with just his um, his demeanor. Um, he, he he looks like a veteran, um, mm-hmm. you know, in that backfield calling plays, and you know you need guys like that to you know reach the playoffs to to get to good bowl games, and you know to showcase your skills to NFL scouts. And, you know, Drake May is one of those guys. And, you know, him and his team really showcased that over the weekend. So, um, so yeah, I was very pleased with how the way Drake May had played um, in the game. Um, and like you had mentioned, like the, the defense, that defense was – Man, that 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 defense really went after Spencer Rattler. Like they did, they did. I've <laughs> seen some bad offensive line play. Watching Kentucky play football last season, yeah, the, the offensive line they had. Mm-hmm. It's like Kentucky and South Carolina traded offensive lines. <laughs> I know, I know. It, it was it was just so eye opening that that you know looking at. And how that offensive line for South Carolina played—it was just—it was just so so bad. I'm very—I'm I'm, kind of concerned, um, you know, on on that mm-hmm. side of, of the football right now for South Carolina because if you can't protect Spencer Rattler, um, you're going to have some problems in the SEC. And you know, as for for North Carolina, if they keep if their defense keeps playing like that, very aggressive, they're gonna make some some waves. They'll, they'll have a chance to win any game they're in if their defense plays plays like that. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then you have you have a premier QB too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we saw what a premier QB can do for a team with our own eyes, being at Mississippi State, the 2015 season, the year right after the big 2014 breakout year. Mm-hmm. 2015 was a, a Mississippi State team that was doubted. Lost a lot of players from that 14 squad, but you brought back Dak. Mm-hmm. And when you have a, a quarterback, you know, like like Dak did, like Dak was, he carried that team to, I believe, nine wins that year. Yeah, nine wins. You know, it was and that was a pretty good, good team. Yeah, good team, a very good season after coming off of, you know, one of the best in school history where you lost so many players. Mm-hmm. A lot of people kind of doubted you. But this North Carolina team with, with, with Drake May, who's even highly, even higher talented quarterback talent, they can, they can be in, in every game this year. And looking at the schedule, they have the fortune of not playing Florida State. 
Unless they fucking mm-hmm. meet up in the uh, ACC championship game. <laughs> That's very interesting. Looking at the schedule, you play App State next, Minnesota, who we saw get a uh, post win against Nebraska. Yeah. Um, that can be an interesting game, but I still would take North Carolina in that matchup just because of the, the, the offensive firepower they have and the way they were able to run the football, too. It wasn't just like Drake May was just passing. They really controlled the line of scrimmage. They, they ran the ball very well. They did. They did. Um, you face Pitt. You go to Pitt. You welcome Syracuse to town. Mm-hmm. Welcome Miami to town. Um, that could be an interesting game. We'll see how Miami looks after we talk about them here pretty soon. Um, in the matchup this this week. Uh, Taking on A and M. Yeah. Then you have welcome to Virginia to town. You go to Georgia Tech. You bring Campbell to town. You bring Duke to town. Then to close the season, you go to Clemson that and and at NC State. Yeah, uh, which is you know pretty much your. Your two biggest games of the year. Um, mm-hmm. Looking at this schedule, potentially they can enter those games with undefeated, but probably, maybe, maybe more than likely, we'll see one loss. But you know, who knows, man? The you schedule think it has schedule looks solid for them. It does. It does. I, I'd say. Every game except those last two games are very manageable. Very manageable, for sure. Um, You're feeling good in all those games, especially with the defense you have and the quarterback you have. You're you're confident you can win every one of those. Yep. I agree. I agree. So, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, Um, What do you think about South Carolina? Do we want to look at their schedule? Yeah. Yeah, let's let's do that. 